Hello, boys and girls of Credit Union Land, and welcome to the CU Insight Experience. My name is Randy Smith. I'm one of the co-founders of CUInsight.com, and it is my job on the show to have conversations with the best and the brightest of the credit union community. I get to pick their brains and see if we can't find a few nuggets we can all learn from. My guest on today's show is Mr. George Umbado. For those of you who don't know George, he is the CEO of Acosca. I have had the opportunity over the past year to get to know George. It started with a, a DE development trip and workshop in Kenya uh, in, this past June, and, and now we are recording this live from the 20th Saka Congress that George and his organization put on, and that's being held in Mombasa. Kenya. This was such an amazing conversation to have. George is one of, by far, the most favorite people that I've met in the past year. I'm so excited for some of the, the work that we're getting to do together. And, and I can tell you personally, it's just an area of the world that I can't wait to be more involved in. This was a really fun conversation, not only to hear about what's going on on the continent, but the life lessons, the the leadership hacks that, that George has had over a long career. Also, we talked a lot about DE and how the DE program has really been central in not only rising up the SACOs, which they call credit unions in Africa, but really helping rise up the whole continent. So this was an exciting conversation. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed recording it with George. So without further ado, I give you my conversation with George Ambato. Enjoy. George, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're, we're sitting here in Mombasa, Kenya. Your Akaska, the 20th Saka Congress just wrapped up. Uh, it was an amazing event. I, I appreciate so much you having me out here. So much excitement has, has come from it. I had the chance over the summer really to get to know you better and David Mategwa, you know, being a part of the DE workshop and just have fallen in love with what you guys are doing in Kenya and across the, the continent and knew that I wanted to be a part of it more. Could you tell our, for our friends back in the United States uh, a little bit more about Acosca, the, the organization that you're the, the CEO of? Uh, thank you, Randy. Uh, for me, first, I also uh, like the idea that we're able to meet and, and uh, get engaged in this way. Acosca, the trade association, uh, supports the development and growth of financial cooperatives in Africa. What in the U.S. you call credit unions. In Africa, we either use SACOs or the credit union. We work with all the countries in Africa. I know we have challenges in reaching out because Africa is a big continent. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, at the moment, we are working actively with uh, over 20 countries, actually around 26, 27. And the way to increase the involvement of uh, financial cooperatives the credit unions, our idea is to get involved like what the issues that you're doing through your institution. Yeah, I've been absolutely blown away, and it's such a, you know, learning a little bit more about Acosca and what you do. It's so different in one sense from the United States because you're working with individual, so many different individual countries yes. that have their own governments mm -hmm. and their own regulations uh -huh. and, you know, bringing them all together. But uh -huh. an experience like this at the Saka Congress it's unbelievable to hear all the stories. Uh -huh. um, so, and I know you have to be proud because this. I, there were over what close to a thousand people here this week. Yes, 
from 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 thirty three countries. Uh, unbelievable! <laughs> I, it's been it's been one of the uh, most amazing I can tell you experiences of my life in credit unions. Julie Ferguson and I, who did a one of your pre conference workshops, uh-huh. were just talking about how transformational it is. Both of us found our DE projects this week in this. So <laughs> that's good. Uh, it's been amazing, and that that leads me to a place that I wanted to go next, which was. The DE program in Africa is amazing. Um, it, it's like people are waiting to to be able to participate. From my understanding, how did you originally get involved in DE, and why have you made it such a central part of what Acosca does? Okay, uh, thank you, thank you, Randy. When I joined Acosca, when I joined Acosca some time back, one of the key things that I analyzed with my team is. Africa faced a lot of governance issues in the 90s. And then I look at a couple of trainings that have been done by different stakeholders across Africa. I realized that most of them were not that practical. So I was looking for a training that will make people see the ethos of the credit union. Luckily, I was informed about the Development Educators Program and through the support that I had from African-American Credit Union Coalition with a couple of my friends, uh, Sylvester Cazola and uh, Ambassador Ilkana, we we went to US and did the Northern Carolina program. And uh, after that, we knew this is a, uh, the the thing that will change Africa. For me, it was for a number of reasons. The ethos of uh, the, the credit union philosophy has been lacking, and uh, oh, it's not fully understood. So when we got back uh, to the institution that I work for, I used my position to pick the influential people in the continent, both from credit union, from government, from legislators who've gone through the program. I knew if I do that, then they'll become our change agent. And luckily, that has been the case. Uh, It's unbelievable it's been the case. I know now you're even taking it deeper to to delegate training, and it's been absolutely amazing to, to witness I know you also had a, an interesting story from your time at DE in North Carolina with, uh, you know, the keynote speaker this week was Bill Cheney. Yeah. I guess Chrissy yeah. Cheney was yeah. in your Chrissy DE Cheney class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you tell the story about? Uh, for, for me, I know uh, when I met Chrissy Cheney in the class, I remember lawyers say that you would probably meet one of the ladies who is so passionate about supporting people or somebody who just feels helping people is good in that context. So when I went through the D program, one funny thing is definitely I enjoyed the program and and that's the reason why we ended up forming, establishing the Africa D program. But the weather wasn't nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know for those who are in US, that was a good time. But for me, the weather was nice. I was looking forward to coming home. On the last day when that was meant to happen, the flights were canceled. There was no plane taking off from the airport. Because you had snow in North uh, Carolina. Yes, yes. Snow, 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 snow. My friend, the, the Cheney, Bill Cheney and Chrissy Cheney give, gave us a ride from Northern Carolina to Washington, D.C., so that we pick our flight from there. To back was, to Kenya. Yeah, I, 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 yeah they, they said there was a bunch of you jammed in the car driving through a snowstorm. Yeah, so yeah. I, I had never heard that story before, <laughs> but it, it sounds like you all became friends, uh, fast friends uh, after abs- that. Absolutely. In fact, I feel like our DNA was well refined at that point yeah. oh it's yeah. been and, and they're here too like i mentioned bill um your overall like theme of the conference has been servant leadership and and build it a fantastic uh, keynote on servant leadership so it's 
it's been so great to even get to know everybody more as we're going through this together. So Acosca has recently started a foundation also. I know Lois is uh, your your board chair. Yeah. She was on the podcast yeah. before. Our friend David Mateg was your, the vice chair. And Chrissy Cheney, who we just mentioned, is also on the board. I, uh, one question I had, the board of the foundation that you've started is very global. Was that something, I mean, specific or important to you in setting it up? Or Yeah, we thought about this and tried to figure out what are the, what resources can we tap? Resources, I mean, even the technical resources to support the continent. I then had to use the D framework to get people that I'm, we are close to and who have a passion to support the movement to see that we are at that level. And that's why you have that kind of composition. You have uh, a Lois Cage, uh, David Mategua, you have Bartash, uh, yeah. Yeah. a Demba. So, and it, they were readily accepted. The board was approved by the General Assembly of Akoska when we met in uh, Accra, Ghana, with a clear indication that they had the work to support the development, the work that Akoska is doing. I know the foundation has done a couple of things, uh, but just focusing on health, education, and the bridge between the foundation and Nakoska is a research component. The information that we collect to support the foundation, the information that is collected to support Nakoska, because ultimately it's going to fall on the members. Oh, it, it, I think it's fantastic. We were, I know one of the first projects was the, the DE project that we did over the summer at Don Bosco School. We'll probably link to that beautiful video that your, your team put together on that whole project. So pretty amazing. You know, one thing that really, or I should say I found interesting, um, and it may have been during Brian Branch's keynote, and, but you also, from Woku, but you also mentioned it too in your opening remarks. The growth of the number of credit unions in Kenya is pretty spectacular and all across the continent. In the United States, just in the 11 years of CU Insight, we've saw credit unions go from 11,000 U.S. credit unions to five. I hope that has nothing to do with CU Insight. But um, when you see like across the continent growth in the SACO movement, is there something that you think that American credit unions need to do to change or maybe do better to we want to keep our movement alive as well, right? Uh, and uh, I'll tell you, I was talking to some of the other uh, people from the States here this week, and we the growth we see here, sometimes it seems about opposite of what we're seeing at home where their credit unions are disappearing. A- any thoughts on maybe changes or why you're, maybe even why you're seeing such growth on the continent? I'll answer it in two forms. The first one is uh, why there's possible changes in, in Africa. And uh, the secondly, uh, perhaps what can you see of relevance from American perspective of the continent? Uh, Africa is a young continent uh, with a median age of 18. So most of the countries is between 18 and 20, 22. That means a continent of 1.3 billion, or one point, closer to 1.3, over 600 at the age of below 18. By default, we have the numbers to grow. Yeah. Uh, but because of the program that we may have in credit to program like the Development Educators Program, there's current communication of let us manage the members' resources as effectively as possible. Let us focus on the members. You see, that is helping change the image of the circles. Yeah. And many other stakeholders across the continent who are doing that. Uh, but I think for us, the DE has played that role to help people realize that if you are for the credit union, your focus should always be about the members. I liked what our keynote speaker, Bill Cheney, said during his keynote address, that if you want to be in the business of the credit union, 
as a CEO, as a board, in terms of servant leadership, your focus is on what you give and not on what you get. And that's very powerful for us. The governance practices that have also changed over time. Uh, previously, uh, the level of governance structure was not as it is today. Yep. Uh, so that is helping change the image of the cooperatives. Other things that Akoska has also tried to help and other players too, uh, to show that this is a, a sector or industry that support inclusivity. A while ago, it was considered to be for the certain age. It was considered to be for men more. Yeah. So at the moment, we're seeing that kind of shape. And lastly, which again might be different from America, is our governments are involved. The okay. governments yeah. have made it a critical aspect of uh, their national development agenda to involve the financial cooperatives in their policies. I'm sure Acosca has had a lot to do with that. So, I, you know, something that I found so inspiring this week, and it started from the very first day, pre-conference, was you had the first annual, so it's going to happen again, but the Women in Cooperatives uh, Network Forum and then you had followed it up with a breakfast for the young people as well. And whether it was Betty Rose or whether it was uh, Daniel from Total and uh, was it, I think, from the cooperative in Nigeria, Nigeria right? Yeah. I was so blown away and impressed by that. But when you're talking about you know, being inclusive and when you're talking about the age of the average person in Africa, it makes so much sense that that, that group is there. And then the, the other part that I would throw in there was... I commend you and I, I applaud you because it's you walk the walk. It's not just like a talking point for you. I, when your board got up there, it was a diverse board. It, it, that was stuff that I noticed that I think all too often sometimes in the United States, even people talk about it, but they don't maybe make that step. And, you know, everybody at, at, at this conference, I felt like you were making that step. And I absolutely love to see Thank it. You. So. I would like to move on to the leadership and life hacks part. You have an amazing team here in... And I know that comes from you at the top where you're developing these, this next generation of young leaders. What inspired you originally to take the job as CEO of Acosca? Uh, that's, that's quite an interesting question. As uh, a development economist, one of the things that I normally say is uh, we focus on the well-being of the people. No, we have different components of, of economics, but my passion is seeing how we can improve our lives in various forms. Uh, whether it's spiritual, economical, just environment to be to be conducive. So when I got involved in Acosca uh, to help develop the strategic plan, one of the things that I noticed were, were gaps, and I realized there's a lot of needs on the continent to use the circle business model. It took me a while, for instance, even to shop for an activity that is engaging like the DE. So taking the role was to say the institution was down, and uh, bringing it up requires a certain level of engagement. The second thing is, if it is fully engaged, it will give us an opportunity to help the continent or country better. When I started the position at Costco as a CEO, I remember we had active membership of three, four countries. Okay. And this has been steadily growing. When we started our first meeting for the regulators during my time, we were close to only four or five regulators compared to this year when the 19 regulators sat under our umbrella during uh, the meeting we had in Lagos. Wow. So that itself shows that those are the reasons why I felt the need to be part of this engagement. 
So you've been on the job for quite a few years now, and we've you've seen Acosta. It was mentioned many times during this event. Come back from almost non-existence, right? And you were just talking about it. Has the inspiration changed at all over the years? Yeah, inspiration in in terms of where uh, you personally, like how inspired you are to to do the job. I never. It seems like you're constantly going so is yeah of course you have the, the gaps that at times you feel or oh, you've done much or there's resistance in some quarters yeah particularly when we're handling those critical issues of gender youth and and just because of cultural practices and i normally like saying this culture is a way of doing things so we need to make an effort to explain to people that that way of doing things perhaps is not applicable today uh, if it was applicable 20 years ago, it might not be applicable today. So that has been a journey. And in terms of inspiration, I've seen, I feel inspired because I'm seeing the leadership now is accepting the young people. You saw on stage when the launch of African Youth Network, you've seen the launch of the Women Network and the First Forum. This perhaps will not have been possible 10 years ago. Okay. There'll be that, there will have been a resistance at why... George, why are you doing this? Yeah. So for me, I feel encouraged in that. I also feel encouraged that to see that the regulatory framework has led to stability and circles that were considered in a way 10 years ago, five years ago, going to die and now quickly rising up and people able to say, oh, there's something good there that is able to help our, our people. I, it, that's been a uh, an interesting thing for me too this week is the idea that you're like you're really working with the to build the regulatory framework, and that's because it builds confidence yeah, to, huh. to have that. Where in the U.S., most of the time we're trying to get rid of some of the, the regulations, right? So it's a it's such an interesting uh, thing. You know, from a leadership standpoint, how would you describe your leadership style? My leadership style is I'm hands on. Okay, I'll say yeah. that I'm hands on, but I'm I like to empower people. I like to see that those who are able to, who have the right attitude, get opportunities and support their mentorship program. I'm very open. I believe that when something is not working, that critical evaluation is good, not to attack me as a person or me to attack anybody as a person, but to bring the issues on board. Because if we critically evaluate ourselves, then I think as leaders, we will do what we are meant to do. The challenge that we normally have is finding it a little bit challenging to accept criticism, but not knowing that it is that that helps us improve. It helps mm-hmm. us grow. Uh-huh. How, okay, I've met quite a few of your team. They've been amazing. Uh, how would they describe you as a leader? That's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> one. I, I know for them they will feel perhaps that when I want something to be done, I will, I will push until it is done. But again, I also believe they'll, they'll appreciate that I give opportunities and uh, mentor those who are willing to, to do the job, those who have the right attitude. I, I strongly believe that they will, they will say that. So is there something that you've said so many times that like Maureen and Betty Rose could finish your sentence because they've, they've heard I you know, say it so much? I know. <laughs> I, I know for them when they hear me, uh, when I have meetings, even like these, I have to talk about strategy and planning because everything that I, I do, I have to think of the long term. Yep. Uh, we have a meeting, Saka Congress taking place today, but the second day I was thinking about 
2020 Saga Congress. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to imagine the vision, how will 2020 Saga Congress look like? So I'm more tactful and strategic in terms of a bigger project. In the bigger project. Yeah. Uh, well, you just announced yesterday, where is the 2020 Saga Congress? Uh, next next year, Saga Congress is going to be in the kingdom of Eswatini uh, in the down South Africa. I, I I look forward to being back for it. it it's it's welcome, pretty welcome, exciting. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, um, when you think back to earlier in your career, and you're now working with a lot of, you know, you talked about the youth network and uh, a lot of young leaders. Is there a mistake that you made when you were younger or that you see young people make often as they get into leadership? Maybe uh, first when I started uh, my role as a CEO of Costco, that time that I was frustrated and one of my great pioneers of the credit union movement in Africa, called Emmanuel Daku, told me, George, it is okay to feel frustrated. But at your age, realize that development, growth, the job that we are doing, takes time. It takes a couple of years for people to understand. And that was the best advice that I've ever had because when we started talking about the youth in 2013, there was a lot of resistance. And resistance not that it is bad, but resistant that it is not an issue that a Costco should bring on table. Okay. Yeah, in our forums, and it should be discussed, but it should be discussed among the youth. So for me, what I feel is, and which I've learned is, at times you want to do something, don't be in a rush to do it. Yeah, don't be in a rush to do it. So, so when you let's let's say you run into a place where you get frustrated, do you have something that you do to like take a step back or you know take a deep breath so you can refocus on it? Uh, it depends on what. If it is about things that I need, the thinking needs to be done, I jump on it and do it, and, do then, it. <laughs> and then people will see that it, it can be done. Yeah, uh, and actually that's what I normally do more often. My team knows that if I see something is not working and I can do it, yep. I will put my hands there and do it. And the rest will join. I love that. It, you know, a question that I, 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 I hadn't sent over to you, but I, it, I, I do want to ask you is, you not only, you're a leader of a team, the CEO of Acosca, you, you have the organization, um, but you're, I mean, again, we go back to the different countries that you're dealing with. How do you make sure that the Acosca message is like, you know, resonating and staying fresh with so many different people that you're trying to, you know, communicate that to? Is there? Is it just like a? Is it consistency? You just keep saying it over and over until they get it. Or? <laughs> I, I, I know that's that's something that we should be doing. We should be doing better, but we've been trying to. When we have meetings, we, we communicate our four or five agendas, uh, critical issues. So we communicate that. But we also realize that the communication we haven't been doing it so well to the level that we would have loved. Uh, but I'm glad that the level in which you've communicated to has led to what you've seen in the last couple of days when people amazing. attended the Saga Congress. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's been amazing. So this one, I, I'm not sure you actually have a free day ever, but uh, you seem to be busy running all over the world. But uh, if you do have a free day, nothing on the calendar. If you're, if you're not doing Sacos, what, what, what do you do to, to unwind or in your downtime? <laughs> <laughs> is there such a thing? <laughs> uh, that, is, that is quite interesting. In, uh, actually, of, of late, uh, my, my hands have been full, and I'm not time required to, to, to take it easy a bit. I like watching games, uh, I like watching rugby, and uh, able to travel if I'm able to do that. Luckily, at times when I'm out, I'm 
able to see the environment that I'm in. Yep. At time, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to point that. Okay, this is what I I do at my free time. Yeah. But uh, sports, I, I like watching sports and. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. I, I know when we were uh, coming back from El Dorat, you actually got to sneak a few hours with the family so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> between flights. Yes. It was, they were probably shocked to see yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to be respectful of your time. I know there's still a lot of people who, who want to talk to you. So the last part of the podcast, they're rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask the questions rapid, but you, you don't have to answer them that way. You can uh, take as long as you want. So do you remember a time that you got into trouble that you can share with us when you were younger? <laughs> the first time I got into trouble <laughs> when I was younger, young, young, young. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I think when I was uh, a kid, seven, eight years old, or just right there uh, in my bag, in my school bag, there was a pen. Yep. And uh, when my mom opened the bag, she realized that pen is not my pen. And she was so upset that I have somebody's pen in the bag. Oh, no. And yeah. the. the the rest is history. Yeah, so for me, that I felt, I felt bad about that. That yeah. was that was your the end of your uh, crime story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do Do you have something that you do every day, and if you don't do it, your day just feels off? I uh, people that listen to the podcast know I I journal in the morning and just write down all the thoughts in my head. Is there anything you do that you kind of just have to do every day? Yes. Uh, one of the things that for me it's key is either before I sleep or very early in the morning, I plan for the day. Okay. So and then if it is something that doesn't work, then I get frustrated on that. But at least, <laughs> at least I do a map on what I'm going to do in the day. Um, so when you map that out, do you, is that something you write down like on a uh, yes. notepad? Or, yes, I do that. Okay, and yeah. then you have it with you yes. so you know what you're going to do. That's fantastic. The, the random question for you. What's the, what's the best album of all time? Is there a, something you can listen to just over and over again? Yeah, the, the couple of things that, I mean, if you'd be surprised is reggae music I can listen to over and over. I know Bob Marley. That was good. Uh, one yep. love, yeah, that kind of thing. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. That's a good one to add to the playlist. So, uh, both my, myself and Jill are readers. We have a stack of books in our house that we're trying to read through, get through. Um, is there a book that you've either gifted people or that you've recommended people read over time? Yeah, there's there's a book that I read. I just finished reading another day on Allah does not oblige. Okay. Yeah book that explains that everything that happens if god decides that this is going to happen this way yep. uh, it will happen in other words uh, there's no pleading or uh, yeah mm-hmm. I, that we will link to it i have I'd not heard of that one so um a- as you've gotten older what's become more important and, and my favorite part of this question is as you've gotten older what's become less important as we come all the less important is I don't really I know it's good to groom and all that there's some things now I I ignore a bit uh, like uh, what needs to the, the the style of what you have and actually even things like the paychecks and all that yep. to me some of them becoming less important I feel you can have so much but you are not happy you can have so much but you can't give to so to me, I feel what becomes more important to me as I grow is how I connect with people. Yep. Uh, that, that has been the trend I'm seeing. And if I go to places that are a little bit challenging, 
there's that pain in me that why are those people facing those challenges? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And you want to connect to the dots there. When you hear the word success, who's the first person that comes to mind? Success, success. Success. At, I think for me, it's uh, my parents. Okay. Yeah. How come? Yeah, because... Uh, I, I met your mother at yeah, the DE yeah, workshop over yeah. the summer. She was a speaker, yeah. and none of us knew it was George's yeah. mom. It yeah. was pretty amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. For, the, the reason for that is having brought us in difficult environment and difficult circumstances, and to see all of us, the family, to be where we are, I think to me that the people should be very, very proud in their own on aspects so success i look at them they might not think it that way in fact we normally make a joke tell our parents my dad is not there anymore but my mom that oh you are actually a professor because all your children have done abcd so <laughs> success i look at them do you look as, at that as successful that that is beautiful i i will tell you on the podcast about 45 episodes in mom is the number one answer so <laughs> that's of that question so george thank you again for being on the show and, and sharing stories and the lessons you've learned over time it has been uh, just a great pleasure and, and an honor to to be here in mombasa with you and, and everybody else the the last question i have for you is do you have any final thoughts to share or, or asks of our audience of oh, oh, for me i know oh, uh, having met you and connected with you uh, this was a blessing it's on way because it's going to help us send a message of the power of the credit union movement. Uh, imagine uh, you working for the credit union movement, volunteer credit union in the U.S., and you're here in down Mombasa, uh, engaging with over, over a dozen of Africans, uh, countries, uh, discussing various issues. I, I like the idea that we Costco and see you insight are uh, working together to form Sako uh, Insight uh, through the partnership that we build, and this will help us send the messages across the continent and even communicate to the Western world that what is happening in the continent regarding to the Sako business agenda. I I, I second that. Uh, What George is talking about is we are in the midst of uh, starting something called Sako Insight, which is delivering news and information uh, to the entire continent and beyond. And I could not be more inspired or excited to help in that project. And Everybody will be seeing more from that as we as we get rolling on it. So uh, we'll link to everything we talked about today in the show notes. If people have additional questions or they want to learn more about Acosca, what's the best way to, to reach you? Twitter, LinkedIn, your email? <laughs> yeah, it, it could be email. It could uh, be Facebook. Facebook uh, yeah. yeah, Facebook will do email. It's easy uh, enough. Yeah. We will, we'll yeah. link to all of that in the show notes. George, again, thank you very much for your time and in, in doing this and for your hospitality. This has been absolutely amazing. Thank Thank you, you, my friend. Thank you, Randy. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.